All right, here we go. Hey, ooh, baby, it's time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey, Time to get geeked up. What's going on, geeks? Welcome to a very special episode of the Geeked Up Podcast. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me as always, although this time keeping a big social distance away from me, is Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to the show, geeks. Thanks for tuning in. So this one's going to be a little different. Liam is actually in the studio, and I myself am calling in from my apartment in Yonkers. That's why I might sound a little different this time. But we did feel it was important to keep doing these uh, shows. One is to keep our sanity, and two is to bring you guys a little entertainment in these pretty strange times. As you guys know, Liam and I are in the heart of all this uh, situation, him actually being in Manhattan himself and me being in the Westchester area. So I guess I'll kick it to Liam real fast and just kind of, do you want to talk a little bit about like what's it like being in the big city, the pretty much the uh yeah well i mean i'm part of this yeah i mean i'm i guess i'm lucky enough to have been able to quarantine myself in the casting studio right here in the pod i'm hungered down but yeah no i mean now it's getting pretty scary out there you all have to wear like in lieu of an official mask i've got my vader helmet is as close as i can get but i mean it's definitely all people are suited up out there and it's definitely feeling like a uh like a real worldwide pandemic is going on i guess you know right outside our front doors but i guess really the same everywhere that's kind of like the one prevailing thing in this is that everybody in the world is dealing with it you know i assume just as significantly as here you know so yeah it's a big thing here for sure I and mean, like you said you do see it kind of all over the world i mean everything's changing right now i mean even if it's a small town or a big city like ours even where i live up in the westchester area a little more of the suburban area, it's still very, very different. Like, the only place... Yeah, I mean, especially Westchester up there, where you're at. That was, like, one one of the first real patches that got it. And then, you know, that's kind of of so close to New York and such a, you know, commuter village that it was obvious once. But, like, a, a week before, I think, or at least a solid three or four days before Manhattan was on lockdown, like, your whole neighborhood was in that weird quarantine you know, a mile-long yeah, radius. Yeah, there was a whole area in uh, New Rochelle up here that was really... Uh, Coronaville. Kind of... <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, Coronaville is what they were calling it. Uh, I guess it's a better nickname, though, than the Chinese virus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's basically uh, the in- Wuhan market up there in fucking Westchester, but... I'll tell you this much, though, man. <laughs> I was... Uh, Decided to brave it the other day, and I was going to order some Chinese food, and literally all the Chinese places I order from up here are closed. <laughs> oh, really? Coincidence? <laughs> yeah, can't order Chinese food up here. They're all, like, closed out. I think they're probably yeah, out either that or they're fucking running from the natives up there. A little uh, holding a grudge <laughs> are the folks of Westchester. 
against the local Sunny <laughs> Walk in the community. <laughs> or Coronaville, whatever it's been fucking called up there. But, but uh, well, yeah, I know. I mean, it's definitely been a crazy time for uh, the whole world, like you said. In New York, it's definitely it was such like a landslide of crazy information that really has happened so quick, which is another like really weird part about this. But it just seems like a time warp where everything is a haze, where it's like it's really only been like two weeks that New York has officially been in lockdown, really like three weeks that it's been like a mass hysteria. But literally like a month ago, I was at like a fucking sold out MSG you know, at a concert at Madison Square Garden. That was literally, like, less than 30 days ago. And then it's, you know, just come. We've So much has happened since then that it just feels like it was such a long time, but... There's two, and kind of like one of those things that we're very, like, social, like, uh, one of our gigs is being in bars and whatnot and just, like, not having that social aspect of just being around people anymore. And even, like, watching things on, like, TV, like, old TV shows and, like, seeing people in big groups, it's kind of just like, ooh, be careful. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's the new normal, man. Like, really, no. like, even when things get back to normal, it's still going to be, like, a very weird, like, no, for sure. Me, man. We're not going to go, like, from zero to 60 fucking right, uh, right overnight. It's going to take a long time for, you know, it's going to be a, an adjustment process back into normal society anyway, for sure. But, but let's be honest, uh, you've kind of been training for this your whole life, though, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I really feel like me and Howie Mandel finally get to stick it to the rest of you bastards. That <laughs> where literally, dude, the amount of half-filled Purell bottles I had around my apartment because every time I fucking like go to eat a slice, if I don't have one already on me, I buy a new one. I literally have enough Purell bottles in my fucking house to like last me a, a, a six-month. A six-month quarantine. Not that I haven't ordered a bunch more on the internet. Not that I'm not hoarding Purell anyway, but... <laughs> but I literally, like, I was literally hoarding this shit before that was even a thing. <laughs> yeah, you could have started... A, you could start really a side hustle right now with all the uh, Purell and hand sanitizer you got. That's a great call, dude. I've got a lot of empty bottles that I can fill up with water and then just maybe a little squirt on the top half and pull that move where... Do what the drug dealers do, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a good geeked up side hustle powder. there for us. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. we have to figure something out though, because I do want to get back into something a little bit here that we were just getting into, where Diva uh, Devon's, of course, proximity to the whole situation up in Westchester. I guess that does bring us to: Am, am I allowed to uh, to ask questions of the Corona Kid? How you're feeling over there anymore? Or? Yes, we could uh, we could touch on that. That I might, I may have been patient zero. <laughs> yeah, Devin really got this whole Corona thing kicked off. Like no joke. So I but guess I get, honestly, yeah. I was just kind of give you a little talk about it. Right when this thing really first started happening, and you were like, kind of hearing about it, you know, we, nothing was shut down yet. But I'm it still was saying like people like, here were. Probably still in February, though, right? Or, like, maybe because the first, like, the stock market crash, just for t frame of reference time, was March 9th, mm. Monday, March 9th. I think Sunday, there was, like, the Daily News front page was Corona, New York City, and there was, like, a couple confirmed cases on that Sunday the 8th. The ninth is kind of yeah. really when it, like, all went crazy, but you're talking, like, at least the first, right? If not February, yeah, no, it was definitely in February. It was definitely in February. Yeah. It was like one of those things, like you said, where uh, 
we knew it was going to come here. There was no doubt about it. And yes, the first it's... couple cases started popping up. And I happened to <laughs> wake up one morning, went to bed one night, feeling fine, woke up one morning, and literally had all the symptoms. <laughs> I had a skyrocketed fever. I was short of breath. I, uh, my body was aching. And I, uh, yeah, like you told me that you felt like you ran a marathon. Woke up with the chills like you just ran a marathon was what you said. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I said. I jumped out of bed. And I was like, why is my whole body so sore like I ran a marathon? <laughs> I took my temperature and it was like 101. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, here's, I guess this is a good reference too of how early it actually was is I went to the doctor and uh, he was like, I was rattling, naming off all my symptoms. I, of course, like any... Modern person, I went online to check my symptoms with the coronavirus, and it turns out I had every one of them. <laughs> but it was early enough where they took a test for me. I tested positive for influenza type B, which still doesn't necessarily mean I didn't have coronavirus. Yeah, you had COV-18 actually... over here. Fucking... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I asked my doctor if I was like, there's no chance I had the coronavirus, right? And his response was, now let's be honest, was a walking clinic where his response was, you just come back from China? They like, no, you don't have it. Like, Which is one like, of the great medical answers. Looking back, one of the great medical answers in the history of the world. What, did you go to China? Like, because yeah. that was such just the attitude <clears throat> that people had right before. Like, it became such a big deal so quick. But 100%. 100%. So, <laughs> who's to say if I had it or not? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, but then also, like we said, just for some more circumstantial evidence thrown in there, Devin literally rides the same, like confirmed Agent Zero, what they're calling in New York City, is some dude that lives like on Devin's train line, whatever he said. And, for sure, uh, exactly. And like I that whole, he like just train. moved. You literally just moved as we, you were living up in the north uh, anyway, but you had just kind of moved into that uh, area where like just very close to that mile long lockdown area area so you're on like that same train where everything totally went crazy like a week or so later all right as well can i bring up some circumstantial uh, some circumstantial evidence about a uh, a friend of yours hanging out in chinatown and then potentially to squell racism and then immediately hanging out with you and you getting sick days after yeah i won't name names but someone <laughs> very close to me was Hanging out in Chinatown, almost to make a point of being yeah. like, look, no, there's I'm a not. big movement going on. Yeah, and then I hung out with this person, and the next day she let me know that she was very sick, with <laughs> a fever, and body pillows, and showed a breath. Yeah, so I mean, in all honesty, we're like making light of it now because literally this is like you were like cured and healthy just in time for this to hit New York City, which is the craziest part. But like, you know, we like I, I remember hanging out with you days before this went on where there was like speculate literally just days before speculation of like, do you think there'll be games with no fans like? You know, oh, and then, yeah. like I went to that, like I went to that concert on the Tuesday. All right, uh, the brothers MSG kicked ass. Uh, people still passing joints. All right, uh, 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 
<laughs> I guess took a hit because I'm not a fag, but uh, uh, people still pay <laughs> in a world where we're still passing joints to strangers on a Tuesday. Okay, bring us to the Wednesday where they literally have like a f- uh, a sold out stadium in Sac in you know Sacramento or Utah or whatever for the basketball game about to tip off full crowd, and then the doctor like sprints on the court waving his arms and cancels basketball, uh, you know, and called off the game. Like, ever since then, it's just been, you know... And that just had, like, such a movie well, feel the, to it when the guy literally running on, like, stop the game! Fucking Gordon... There Ger- was the one game up here, too. Uh, it was a college basketball game. This is kind of more your field, but it was in uh, MSG. In MSG, they yeah. They made a decision to do it without fans, and then, yeah, during halftime, they're like, you know what? Fuck this. At halftime, they closed it out. Yeah, and that was yeah. That was the Thursday. It was the morning after the Wednesday that I'm just referring to, where they found out that Gortat had it from Utah, who was also the best guy. That of course we've all this, seen. Now, now this is the guy that was touching all the mics. Right? Yes, exactly. The funniest person in the world. Tro- trolling the media about coronavirus before <laughs> yeah. being literally the person that started the whole fucking end of civilization <laughs> as we know it. <laughs> so that guy's yeah, a major. One of my favorite people ever. <laughs> right. Back behind Trump, that guy's the number one, uh, the number one MVP of the whole coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hands down, easily, dude. But easily. and then yeah, Thursday, MSG was MSG. I had tickets to a boxing event at the theater at Madison Square Garden that didn't get canceled until like Friday morning when they're like, "All right, like seriously, folks, like you, you know, you must cancel this, people." You know, like they were gung ho. Uh, Top Rank, the company, the boxing promotional company, was like gung ho. They sent out an email to ticket holders that on Friday morning, like, we're doing this, all right? Wear a mask, asshole, because we're boxing. And then, but, like, at that (laughs) point, it was literally, it really felt like a movie, though, because it was just, like, literally every, just minute by minute, things were just, like, chunks of information were collapsing upon us, you know? And I guess... absolutely, man. I guess now we're at, you know, uh, still obviously really just at the beginning of this whole situation in a lot of ways. But I feel like at least right now in New York City, at least uh, we've kind of leveled off a little bit to, you know, just from the dramatic, you know, swell of bad news that kept on happening. However, it's one of those situations where there's such a there's like a two week lag behind on everything. So a lot of places in America are going to be, I feel, probably start, you know, going to be going through lockdowns or kind of getting to where New York, hopefully not as bad, but, you know, getting into this more and more. Yeah, and like I said, it's just the new normal. Like, even I believe it was like South Korea started opening stuff up again and then started shutting everything down again because they opened it up and then everyone started hanging out again and everyone started getting sick again. It was like, all right, well, yeah. But a big problem, too, I guess, with living in New York is, like you said, uh, like, we're kind of getting it first because we're such, like, a tight little, like, small island that, you know, even when we get this cleared up and we allow, like, tourism and things to open back up, people in smaller counties and, like, states are going to start traveling again and maybe have the possibility of bringing it back here. You know what I mean? That's yeah, yeah. To, like, other smaller No, for states. sure. I think that's and definitely it's gonna be a all fucked again. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I feel like you're right that it's a sick, it's going to be a cyclical kind of thing where I feel that when, you know, the the well, it won't be smooth sailing once, you know, society dips their toe back into into life. 
there'll be some setbacks or some, you know, uh, rearrangements. You know, I hate to quote Ron the waiter, but, uh, you know, this is going to last a very long, long time. You, you, uh, <laughs> the world is changing, and it's changing quick. Yeah, Dr. Ron the waiter, fucking... Uh, he really, yeah. he really knows. He really knows his stuff when it comes to the coronavirus. If you need some, if you need the hard hitting facts, come to. Oh, it's going to be bad. Oh, I'm telling you, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. I know. I know another thing that at least we in New York are doing, which is it's kind of cheesy, but I think pretty awesome. But I was on the phone with my buddy from California the other day, and I had my windows open, and I was like, oh, it must be seven o'clock because. Everyone's cheering and clapping and banging pots and pans for all the doctors and nurses during their shift changes. It's one of the things he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're not doing that here. And I was like, oh, man. And like, I know where you are in Manhattan, I know it's, all, it's, crazy, it's crazy there. But even up on Island, Westchester, like all like the houses, yes. people were going outside their houses. Dude, want to know what's hilarious? Like, I did I didn't even know that it was for the nurses changing shifts. I just thought we were all bored and started cheering. I literally thought that was like, and I'm literally <laughs> hanging out the window giving the Ric Flair woo fucking all weekend. But yeah, I had no idea. I'm going to give it a lot more heart and soul. And uh, it's going to have a much more special feel coming out of 17K that I know that it's for the nurses out there. But I literally just thought we were doing it just because it was like a thing that we were, I thought everybody wanted to load up the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it is a very cool thing and it is a very like you said the kind of thing that is spreading and it has been going on i think in other countries have been doing similar kind of things because you know uh like you said there's this huge lag behind where italy and spain and all these places were a month ahead of us doing this kind of things and now in new york are doing things that in a couple weeks will be going on in other places you know or as you know the word uh -huh. even spreads of it other people will uh, just pick up because it is a unifying thing, you know what I mean? And it's just like this whole situation is such a humbling thing that so many people are thrown into the same, you know, relative boat across the whole planet that we're all looking for something to kind of, you know, help bring us together, Absolutely. like the Geeked Up podcast. If it, any other, if it was any other time, too, I'm sure it'd be something that I would be making fun of. <laughs> yeah, total UTI burn coming out of this. I got to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but this time, I, just for myself too. Like, I have a lot of family that's in. Like, my cousin is a nurse practitioner. My sister is a nurse. My mom is a nurse. Uh, oh wow! Side, so I have a lot of family that's in the heart of this. Yeah, that's honestly that's uh, that is great, and honestly. Huge respect to anybody on the front lines dealing with all and in, in the medical field and all on behalf of the Geeked Up show. Like, honestly, thank you for your work and everything. And, uh, for yeah. sure, man. Hell, I mean, even big shout out to the liquor store guy right across the street from my place. So. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> anybody that's showing up to work these days, you know what I mean? Definitely stay safe. And it's funny, too. And uh, just you and me, obviously, like being stuck inside and not being able to do this. But what's funny about all this is, you know, we're all going a little stir crazy and just like, you always wish for time off and then once you're kind of forced to do it, it's kind of going nuts. But I guarantee when I'm able to go back to work, day one, I'm going to be like, I don't want to go to work. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's definitely going to be like the end of summer feel where I'm not going to have done <laughs> yeah, any of the shit sure. that I planned on for this whole time, you know? I'm going to better myself during this quarantine. 
I'm gonna need to fucking like per when 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 world comes back, I'm gonna pretend like I have coronavirus to buy another couple weeks of fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's already my plan. So I. <laughs> But it is I mean, one of those situations as well that I feel like, uh, you know, to stay more, to stay a little bit on the sentimental, positive side. Uh, 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 but it is one of those situations where, as crazy uh, and difficult and traumatic of a situation as it's been, there are a lot of redeeming factors, like all of the people going to work and just for all of us schleps that are staying home in quarantine. Like it's made it a lot easier that in this tragedy of the world, the liquor stores are open and the Netflix is flowing and all of that stuff, you know, because uh-huh. this could be like a, a hurricane, uh, you know, a hurricane or people's, you know, have their houses, uh, their whole community is destroyed by natural disasters and they've got to be, you know, rebuild the entire neighborhood from scratch with no water or power facilities. You know what I mean? So there are a lot of things to be grateful for while going through this horrible tragedy, you know, so. Absolutely. And I guess speaking of that, too, just because, uh, you know, we are talking about the virus, but this is the Keith Up podcast, and we do have the things we go over. I guess we do have a little uh, RIP news because of all this. Yeah, there's a bunch of RIP news, I guess, especially really hitting the music world, I would say. It's kind because of... I'll let you take this one. I don't want to be the gloomy guy. Right? I'm going <laughs> to let you take the RIP news. Yeah. I mean, I guess just uh, uh, in recent, you know, just most recently rather, but John Prine, one of the great American songwriters, uh, uh, passed away as well. Uh, Ellis Marsalis and uh, uh, Bill Withers. I believe Bill Withers might not have been Corona, but yet still, may he rest in peace, right? To anybody else that dies during this time, I hope that uh, I hope them the best too. But uh, Bill, and, and as well, it might have been from coronavirus. I'm not sure, but uh, uh, as well, the guy from Fountains of Wayne. I uh, forget his name. Yeah, that one's crazy. He was uh, younger than the other guys. The other guys were like in the more risk uh, risk factor demo. But uh, the guy from Fountains of Wayne, unfortunately, as well, I can't pronounce his name. All right, it was a weird. Uh, I think it's Wayne. <laughs> it's not Wayne. You would have thought, but uh, he, is, of course, the hit Stacy's mom. All right, and a bunch of other, uh, uh, you know, music with Fountains of Wayne. But as well, I guess he did have a little bit more of like a geeked up crossover, where he did, I guess, have a lot of success with a soundtrack and working with film studios, where he worked with a lot of like he was on like Me Myself and Irene and Something About Mary, and uh, he as well worked with Stephen Colbert on his comedy album. That won a Grammy? I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, but he had like a big, you know, he was a big success. He had like Emmys and a lot of success in like the crossover entertainment world as well as just music. But he was, you know, and like I said, much younger. He was in his early 50s. So that's very, very sad as well. But Now, I'm sorry, too. I don't know if I missed you say this. What about uh, the gambler himself? Kenny Rogers as well. Yes. He Kenny was... Rogers passed. That's that wasn't true. That's huh? uh, something I saw online. That said, the most know-when-to-fold a move is to pass away when all this shit breaks out. <laughs> I know, seriously. Fucking timing's everything. Kenny, going out on a high note for Kenny Rogers, he's... <laughs> now, surprisingly, no wrestlers? <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. I guess uh, 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 overdoses aren't a symptom of coronavirus, but... 
they're uh, hitting up that old uh, <laughs> that COVID medicine. <laughs> I know none, none of them are in there. None of them have made it to the sixty-five or older risk group. <laughs> Wrestlers have, have died long before any type of coronavirus risk group, but. <laughs> but I mean, I guess that is uh you know we talked in the middle about what's going on. Liam brought the show down with the little uh, R.I.P. news, <laughs> and uh, you know this is the Geek Up podcast. We got to get into a little entertainment news. And I guess since we're talking about all these surviving the news, the news. I guess since I'm the one controlling the pod here, I got to uh, play all the Andre Davi for us. All right, so <laughs> the news, the news, everyone, the news, the news. Andre Davi, y'all. Andre Davi, Andre Davi. He'll be staying safe out there. Actually, I guess in entertainment news, is a kick that off. He did just come out with a new uh, string of songs on SoundCloud. Oh, nice! Davi so dropped those out. Some quarant some quarantine tracks from Davi. No. All right, we'll definitely check out Andre Davi on. Uh, I believe he's on all of your social medias. Definitely, definitely, he's definitely hanging out in SoundCloud though. And I believe mm-hmm. as well, you can find him on Spotify and all, but. But, but I really yeah, I mean, I guess so, after I we guess. do the RMPs, we do the news usually. Mm-hmm. And since we're talking about how all these wrestlers are surviving, got to bring us into uh, WrestleMania was just happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, I was gonna say for news, everything's canceled. So that takes. But I guess yeah, not everything was canceled because this year WrestleMania is the only the only show in town. <laughs> so finally I, I hope you're watching if you didn't watch this year's Wrestlemania you're d- officially never going to watch any Wrestlemania because they did it with no audience they did it with no crowd which is with some sports I totally get how that would work but with Wrestlemania it seems like a totally crowd centered like <laughs> well I mean not when you're talking about the not when you're talking about the Undertaker graveyard match which takes place <laughs> in a graveyard so we don't need a crowd. No, you're right. It was definitely very weird. Um, of course, it was uh, a pre-recorded, like, over the week at their, like, rec- uh, recording studios that they have. I guess by Universal Studios, somewhere in Orlando. They've got, like, a big filming compound. And they filmed it, like, in small chunks, uh, uh, you know, on location, no crowd. And then it was, per- uh, however, presented, though, with, like, hilarious full ring walks and pyro technics and like all of the pageantry <laughs> that you'd know and love except the like just co- the, uh, the stuff that the 400 pound 15 year old kid goes bonkers about oh yeah absolutely like all of that stuff was going down hilarious promos of people talking trash and like all of the all of your professional wrestling faves went down however no crowd and uh, as well it was for free this year all you had to do was sign up for the WWE streaming service free trial. Basically, I'll be paying 19.95 for the rest of my life for this year's WrestleMania. But it was pretty worth it, I got to be honest. In a world of <laughs> in a world of nothing else, it was good to get back to wrestling. But and then I guess as yeah, well, really, I mean... like the other big story with wrestling as well 
is, uh, I guess, kind of in the same theme of them shooting on location. Uh, but they're going to continue, apparently, their weekly Monday Night Raw and their, like, uh, SmackDown, but their weekly shows. And Raw is, like, officially the all-time longest continuously running, like, weekly TV show. Because it's been on for, like, fucking 25 years, and I don't think they've ever missed a Monday night. You know what I mean? Like, there's no uh, uh, off-season, like, you know, <clears throat> TV shows or Monday Night Football or anything. Really? They've never missed. So even I'm not sure. Like, they might have missed like, a... We're still wrestling. Well, nine eleven, I think, happened on a Tuesday. So by the following Monday, <laughs> they were ready to go. But like, literally, I remember watching the Raw after Owen Hart died. The, like a wrestler literally fucking died in the ring in like a Peter Pan, uh, uh, no, you know, stunt. Yes, exactly. But uh, 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 the Blue Blazer. If you, but if you're not familiar, he was like literally going to be lowered down from the rafters like fucking Peter Pan, and there was an uh, accident, and he like fucking you know died in the middle of the ring. They finished off the pay per view, and then held a hilarious Monday Night Raw the next day, where they like a lot of the matches were canceled because the wrestlers came down and were like, oh, I'm, "I'm too sad to wrestle, brother. You want to just go back and have a beer and talk about Owen?" And there was a lot of like heartfelt shit my brother actually was walking like through the living room as i was watching it and goes so oh, dude are you crying and i had to like i don't know what if i was more ashamed that i to be crying or that i was like g- hysterically giggling at the the sappy owen hart tribute that was going on i was like covered up under the blanket just fucking hysterically laughing at the but they yeah, didn't miss that the monday wasn't the whole gimmick too that nobody was supposed to know that owen hart was the blue blazer <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess so, uh, like, we're in the, the pre-internet guys, age but, of uh, of like anonymity, wrestlers' anonymity is being strong, but yeah, the Blue Blazers did. But where the hell is Owen? <laughs> I know, seriously, more sad news in the world. They had to play that one <laughs> off like it was like a uh, an uh, an other situation, though. <laughs> Owen Hart went back to Canada to uh, father his children. Honestly, dude, there was one match, though, as well, that took place, like, uh, and it's not very rare, for every WrestleMania there's a fucking match that takes place with no crowd, and this year there was also one that literally took place in a weight room. And after the whole tragedies of Chris Benoit, I don't know if that was the most appropriate. There's literally a guy in a fucking, like, with his neck wrapped in a weight cord in this fucking match. So, I guess time heals all wounds in, in in the WWF, but... At this time, though, because I guess what you're saying, though, is no Raw, huh? Monday Raw is coming up. No, so anyway, back to the story, I guess. But they're, uh, they are going to continue. They're going to do like a big, massive tape, taping, and they'll be able to tape for like three weeks worth of tapes on location in Florida, where I don't even know if that like stay at home ban is even in place yet in Florida. So I think they're still. It just started. Okay, so I'm not sure if they're going to be able to get away with it then. That was the plan, though, was to go, uh, uh, was going to, like, do a super long tape sessions and then tape what would be turned into TV shows for the next month. Okay, and then by then, uh, uh, Vince is, like, hoping, because he was literally going to travel to whatever state would let him do it. Like, he was, like, gung-ho about doing live shows, uh, or at least, you know, shows at... Uh, uh, live venues without crowds anyway but he wanted to like find a place without a stay at home ba- uh, band where they'd be able to do you know like a traveling show but I guess they're going to be able to tape on location for like a couple weeks worth of shows 
and uh, and continue the continue the madness on Monday nights. So shouldn't they just go in the vein of like uh, backyard wrestling and just doing Vince McMahon's backyard? <laughs> yeah, great call. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And plus, let's be honest too. Like a lot of wrestling is. Uh, they can kick the six foot rule though, and a lot of wrestling, from what I've seen at least, is just a lot of jabs and shoot tossing more than the actual match itself. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, the worst uh, part of wrestling is the fucking matches, you know, like all we want to do is watch them talk shit the whole time anyway, so It would nope. be like the Yo Mama show that Will Miranda Roberts <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Yeah. But how are they not bringing that show back on the side note? <laughs> Somewhere right now, Wilmer's webcasting insults to. Uh... <laughs> you remember that show where they would just do Yo Mama jokes and they would set it up like they're about to freestyle and I was like, oh, you're about to hear some great rap. Oh, that's like, true. They would set it up like Eight Mile and then they would just. I think it was literally called yeah, Yo Mama was... though. <laughs> but I guess WWE, uh, I guess leading the way uh, for sports entertainment. As the rest of these pussy leagues had to close down shop, not brave enough to keep it going like Vince. I guess the only other sports in town at the moment is uh, is eSports. Yeah. <laughs> not sports entertainment, but electronic sports, where there's already like an NBA superstar video game tournament going on that I'm sure ESPN is going to be fucking covering. You know, Stephen A. Smith's going to be giving full breakdowns of. Oh, they already have been. I mean, the NBA 2K things they've been already been showing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know people that NASCAR actually, is doing like, the same thing with bookies on it, dude. Um, <laughs> no, someone or me? Uh, you, uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Let's go 76ers. But um, I mean, the world of esports is huge, man. Like, I know ESPN's been showing like Fortnite uh, things. Yeah. The only other sport to me, because like you were saying, every sport is canceled. The only other sport to me that I would just say makes sense they could keep going is like, and again, do it without crowds because the crowds are already quiet. But like, it's supposed to be Masters weekend this weekend. Yeah, we do that. For sure. Golf, I it's feel. Outside. I feel golf and as well tennis. Especially, at least on like an exhibition level, where maybe if you don't want to like hold an officially sanctioned Masters, it shouldn't be long before you get fucking Tiger and Phil to go film themselves shooting 18 holes, you know what I mean? And like let everybody in America enjoy. And also another one, dude, that I was surprised. I literally, and it also just speaks to how shitty the sport is, but it literally took me 20 minutes uh, uh, to figure out if it was actually video game or the real thing, but what about NASCAR? They're in their own cars, fucking like that's what they're they're quarantined during the sport. Get them out there, fucking racing. You know, it's like, but and again, it was like they, they're doing e sports, uh, they're doing e NASCAR, but I literally couldn't even tell the difference. <laughs> yeah, in the land of the blind, cornhole tournaments rule the world. <laughs> I know, seriously. But I guess in terms of real team sports, we'll look to an, uh, uh, an international uh, uh, forecast, I guess, where apparently Korean Baseball League planning to start within a couple of weeks, all right, as there are, of course, going to be no crowds and all of the players are going to be wearing masks during the <laughs> Korean, no, literally, during Korean Baseball League. But that's actually set to kick off April 20th uh, in South Korea. All right, and as well, some international football uh, uh, around the world, I would imagine, probably not terribly far off from some countries starting to play, no fans, but 
Uh, in terms of America, so buy stock in Korean baseball. I know, seriously, dude. They as well already have a decent number of uh, of like American names that go there because it's a pretty popular sport. So there'll be like some American familiar names, well, as well as probably other like Koreans that have played in America that you're familiar with. And they also have sick uniforms. All right, super cool uniforms in the Korean baseball league. So it's gonna be it's gonna dude, be. A I just gotta say though. How fucking irresponsible. Like, come on. For what? To be doing sports still. Like, still doing baseball. Like, oh, in South Korea? Like, oh. No, I know. That actually but, might like, get changed as well with those setbacks that you were talking about. But South Korea did a really good job containing it early and felt really strong. And uh, were, you know, their society is kind of getting back to normal. So they were going to try to go with this. And the last I read, but I know, like you said, they did have some setbacks in South Korea. So I'm not positive that that's still going on. But, you know, just more the point being, like, before it starts in America, team sports will be starting uh, in other countries, I'd say. And then... Interesting. Yeah. Now, can I give you a little plug here? Will we be hearing about any of this in the Big LW uh, Sportscast? <laughs> yeah, of course. Big cast? LW Podcasts uh, uh, covering all subjects as well. As I already did my Mets would-be opening week extravaganza. All right, where uh, I, I, I did break down the entire offseason that was, as well give you the top ten moments of the 2019 Mets. As well, we have a lot of other fun specials about the Mets on that. And uh, yeah, don't say we. I'm no part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The <laughs> Phillies fan over here has got a. But and then as well, I've got uh, yeah, so new episodes. Uh, Big W's KO Cast coming up. Going to be talking some non-boxing, boxing top five craziest moments in boxing. And as well, Big W's Jamming World still going on. Where I'm talking well, all say, the music bringing us into. Uh... Just kind of give you a little more shout out, but bring it into the Big LW Jam and World podcast. We do have a lot there of music go. news going on right now too. Yes, again, uh, everything Especially canceled. <laughs> next, every- <laughs> next subject. <laughs> I guess, no, everything canceled, of course. However, some uh, an, an interesting story that I've actually been waiting to get Devin's take on, as, of course, we've, all, we've often mentioned a fellow festy kid over here is Devin, but uh, a couple uh, interesting festival stories is, of course, all the concerts and festivals canceled. However, did you hear about the balls on Ultra and South by Southwest to not be offering refunds on their concert, on their festival cancellation? What a crock of shit. <laughs> Have you heard this? Basically what they're doing is they're offering you guaranteed tickets to the next year's Ultra or like the 2022 Ultra. Other than that, it's like you can buy $1,000 worth of t-shirts at the gift stand if you want, but go screw. Other than that, you're fucked. <laughs> you know what's crazy about that too is that people come – like it's not like they're like little rinky-dink festivals. Like Ultra – Especially like a big like electronic festival like that, and I get why they canceled it. Especially Ultra, where everyone's fucking eating Molly and rubbing it on each other. <laughs> yeah, but seriously. fucking Ultra is one of those things where people come worldwide. Like people are coming from like Europe to fucking go to this thing. Yeah, because yeah. electronic music is like such a big thing over there, and it's just dude. Yeah, no, for nobody sure. Nobody wants tickets for next year. It's, uh, Everybody's sleeping in campgrounds and fucking you know. Uh, exactly. Give them the money back. <laughs> yeah, just for the public health uh, standpoint, but as well just from like the business standpoint of uh, pulling a, of, of not pulling a fire fest 
fucking right after the documentary, but and Ultra already has that douchey kind of feel, where Ultra definitely feels like Firefest Part Two going on. Well, with- Ultra had that Firefest situation last year, where they like had like one concert like across the bridge from like another venue, and like people were just like crowding the streets of Miami. They totally mismanaged it last year. Okay, interesting. I didn't even remember that. But yeah, so Ultra... So it's one of those things where they're probably just like, oh, hell yeah, this couldn't happen at a better time. <laughs> I know, seriously. But Ultra... And then South by Southwest as well, which is like, you know, as, uh, that's as well, I, I believe, like a little bit of a cross-genre like film fest, and there's other kind of you know, media things attached to that festival. So that's like a huge worldwide draw, just like you said, as well. And like Austin is a major respected festival area and that's such a major respected festival. You just wouldn't want to like hurt the brand by, you know, giving yourself such horrible PR, not giving refunds during coronavirus. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, Definitely. Uh, uh, other than that, most and, and as well, since most of all the other festivals did give refunds, it's not like it's a fucking, you know, blanket policy that has to happen or whatnot. So I guess don't go to next year's Ultra or South or South by Southwest. <laughs> other than that, it sucks too. I know uh, on a personal level, I know a comic friend of mine. I think a friend of ours, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to say the wrong name. But I'm pretty sure Lucas Connolly is the. Florida comic who is a big comic up here now, but he yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he was booked for Southwest South by Southwest this year. Okay, well yeah, I mean it is definitely and, like uh, I said, like a comedy there's a it's like a whole cross genre uh media festival that goes on there. And like one of the biggest, you know, biggest ones going, so but other than that, you know, most all concerts scheduled for uh, uh, canceled for the foreseeable future. A lot of concerts that were scheduled to be going on in the late summer and fall have yet to be officially canceled. But uh, it'll be a while before, especially like we said, for the music industry, which in some ways has been able to deal with it really well. A lot of albums have continued to get released, as well as like uh, uh, all sorts of web series. I'll cover all of the web series schedules on uh, the upcoming Jammin' World episode. But, you know, all sorts of webs, uh, free web series going on and all sorts of, you know, like all of your favorite artists have been coming out with Corona quarantine music and all of that stuff, which has been super cool but however on the live music scene unlike sports you really can't do concerts unlike sports and wrestling you really can't do concerts without crowds so yeah that's true (laughs) you know and especially on a major level so if like they if there has been a lot of people that have uh been doing these live uh, shows recently. No, for sure. There are definitely lots of of, uh, of web streams going on and all that kind of stuff, but it's just not the same, and we're like, you can get LeBron and the Lakers to go play Kawhi and the Clippers or whatever, but you just really can't. You know, And there is going to be a big telethon in a couple of works, One World Together at Home. All right, actually, uh, uh, with uh, Paul McCartney, Eddie Vedder, that was actually just announced, and it's going to be one of those big tell. I think curated by Gaga as well, but uh, it's going to be one of those big telethon things going on. But it's just not the same as a live concert, you know. And if we're not ready to have uh, a gathering of you know ten thousand people together for a while, it's going to be a while before there's you know an epic concert. Whereas you can theoretically play the Super Bowl with no crowd, you know what I mean. Fish New Year's, we need to be there, so. For sure. I kind of get it, though. I think people still want to hear music and, uh, 
you know, yeah, yeah. It no, works it's great. better for the Geeked Up podcast, of course. But uh, Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I said. It's been great that there has been a lot of new music coming out. However, it won't be, you know, live music. Uh, the, the, the concert experience that I had on March 10th at Madison Square Garden, I feel it'll probably be a long time before that experience is replicated, you know. So we can we can enjoy our webcasts till then, but... And I guess the, I guess that uh, one world together at home, uh, real quick as well. Paul McCartney, Eddie Vedder, Stevie Wonder, and Elton John. All right, Alanis Morissette, as well as Billy Joe, with no L. All right, so the dude from Green Day is going to be the uh, Green Day guy. <laughs> the Green Day guy is going to be wearing mascara on a webcast. Uh, we've got John <laughs> John Legend and Keith Urban, uh, Billy Eilish. Casey Musgraves, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a musty webcast hosted. Of now, course, does somebody. Uh, sorry, does somebody like MC this thing? Or does, yes, it's gonna be hosted by uh, uh, by the all of the Tonight Show guys. All right, and it's gonna be like broadcast on all the networks. So Kimmel, Colbert, and Fallon are all actually gonna be like the acting hosts. I don't know if they're gonna be taking turns like Laugh-Aid, which we'll get into later, I guess, but I don't know yeah, if they're going to be sure. taking turns or doing, you know what I mean, a one big thing, but uh, I mean, much like their shows that have been going on from their own houses, they're, uh, who knows, they've already, much like us, they've already moved on in the webcast world, so. Yeah, and I guess that would be the other news, too, is that the late show, the late night shows are still going on via Skype and uh, Zoom, they're doing it from their houses. Which is, uh, man, much like us. Which is a very a really Conan thing, thing to do, I gotta be honest. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, that's really funny to me about these, uh, I mean, Fallon at least is doing the gimmick that his kids are running around, but I've watched a little Kimmel and, uh, uh, Okay, Colbert I haven't watched too, any and... of them. Let me just uh, blind okay, analyze it's... Colbert's fireside, all right, and Kimmel's got, like, his grandma making meatballs in the background or something like that. Well, I'll tell you what the most awkward thing is, is that, let's be honest, like without a crowd, their opening monologues, their jokes are hit or miss as it is. <laughs> Even uh, John Oliver has been doing it uh, from his house. Without, well, Oliver like, just does a studio show anyway. He without just has a green crowd screen. laughing, these jokes, and Seth Meyers also I was watching, and like is doing still like a regular opening monologue. It's so fucking awkward to look at these like cheesy jokes and been like, you know, and Trump yeah. called it China virus again, <laughs> and then like still do the pause for like the laughter and the like, dude, this is so like, yeah, definitely. What are you doing? Like, change your format. Much like concerts, I guess you really need the crowd in stand-up comedy or in your monologue portion anyway. But for sure, I would say drop the monologue portion. Yeah. No, I mean... Just be like, yo, hey, what's up? I'm Jimmy Fallon. Here's my kids, and I'm joined with fucking Ricky Gervais or whatever. Like, don't try to do the topical news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those I don't know, a lot of those shows, I guess, uh, I guess, yeah, no, for sure, your monologues are already, I think that's the problem, though, dude, I honestly think that's probably the problem, because a lot of those other, uh, I'm, I guess John Oliver is, has a live crowd usually, but a lot of those other, like, a lot of those are kind of just, like, green screen talking head shows anyway, where, you know, they should be able to, good enough at just getting off some one-liners, and, you know, maybe just have NBC dub in a laugh track, sitcom style, or something like that, but, 
That the only be. thing I can think of is just it's kind of them trying to keep all their writers employed. Okay, that's a good call too. That's I'm just being like, too. hey, look. We and then do they still – are they still having like the three-guest format and everything like that? Because I haven't been no, watching. No, 100%, yeah. Okay, 100%. Wow. Like they're doing – they're opening the shows like the same kind of like way they would always open them. <laughs> okay, like nice. Conan's up there dancing in front of his Skype screen. Yeah, this is so Conan. I mean, I'm sure I'm like I'm surprised Conan already hasn't done like a week from home gimmick before. Well, Conan's got his podcast that he's crushing it with now. That okay, I see. Is he not even? He doesn't uh, need this talk show bullshit. Is he off TBS? Is that a TBS? He's on TBS and he's also on like iTunes. And, uh, oh no, but he's but he's is is, is the TBS though? Is the TBS show still on though? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, he's I see, doing I the see. same thing. He's doing yeah, yeah, like the sure. Skype calls. No, no, it definitely suits Conan. We fucking playing guitar. Oh, He'll be playing one of his 150 guitars and fucking singing songs and stuff. But it's Conan, then Kimmel, and then everyone else can fall by the wayside. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess. However, uh, uh, in Vince, uh, uh, in Vince McMahon fashion, though, the late night show's gone on. However, uh, like the sports and live music world, uh, most of the TV and movie world, though, has kind of shut down. As uh, uh, production on most things have halted, a lot of the releases and stuff have been delayed and altered. Yeah, I mean, I saw a thing online today, I suspect on my Alexa, it was a blasphemy movie news, where there was 12 theaters open this last weekend, 11 of which were uh, drive-in movie theaters. Oh, in- interesting. Nice. Yeah, when I saw that too, it was just like, how are not drive-in movie theaters not fucking popping up yeah, dude, there are a couple like local enough to New York City, but that's a great call, dude. If you have a local, and it's it's getting to be that season too. Like by the you know by the the next month or so, it'll be uh, nice weather to roll the windows mm-hmm. down. Have the <laughs> hopefully the hopefully the Buick well, next to you doesn't cough on you. Apart, I'm in. Dude. Yeah, for real. But that's a great call. Exactly. But uh, who's the one what? movie theater that's like holding strong? Fucking. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. What Mississippi movie theater? But like, it's a democratic hope. I mean, in all honesty, dude, you could do movie theaters without six with six feet apart. You know what I mean? Like, they could run those things. First of all, we're already with with our own individual sofa, lounge sofa that we have. Like, we're already yeah, at right. we're There's already no at four and a half there, meters. That kid, but that kid digging in, getting that popcorn for you. You can't go to the movies without yeah, popcorn. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. But uh, that has been a pretty, as well, the live, I guess, the live movie-going experience. You're right. I didn't even think about that. But that will be uh, changed, altered for a while. However, that's been uh, able to kind of replace with a lot of the movies getting uh, put on streaming services early and stuff like that, which has happened. Uh, uh, as well, a lot of even movies that were set for premiere over the last couple of weeks, I think, have uh, just went straight to streaming. A lot of them have been delayed. I mean, a lot of movies got pushed back. The delays got pushed back. A lot of movies that were in the theaters right before this started have already just gone to streaming already. And I kind of got a little list for you I can throw it throw your way. All right, all right. So these are available to stream now at probably not too much of an inflated price from what you'd pay for to see anyway. But movies that exactly. should be in the theater that you can watch at home tonight after the episode. And you got to start, of course, with old uh, Frozen 2 is already <laughs> on Disney+. Plus. Okay, yep. And then uh, The Invisible Man. So that one's for free if you have yeah, Dis- yeah. that one's for free if you have Disney+, Plus. then. 
You have Disney Plus. It's Frozen Two is out now, but that totally that free. Come out to like August. You know, okay. Oh, that was an early release. release. Oh, I thought that was. Uh, oh, I was thinking of Onward. I think which is our as well. Got, Onward is another one. That Onward one got put on streaming early. Okay, like so the other one days. wasn't even set out for release though. That one got uh, released early. Frozen Two was in the theaters for a bit, but they wasn't going to get released till like August. But they released that. Onward is another okay, I one. I think it was in the theater for a day, and then everything got shut down. Okay, I see. So I they see. put that on Disney Plus. But then like movies like Invisible Man with Elizabeth yeah. Olsen. Yeah, that was gonna be out there. There's that movie, The Hunt, that uh, already was in kind of. Uh, yeah, it got pushed back because people thought it was too controversial. Yeah, it was and like then a it creepy. Got released in the theaters, and then it was like, all right, now we're streaming it. But uh, Birds of Prey, the Holly Quinn, the sequel. Holly Quinn story. Holly Quinn, what are kids being this year for Halloween? Uh, I don't know, Holly Quinn. <laughs> um. Here's another funny one that uh, Bloodshot movie we've actually talked okay, about. Okay, nice. Vin Diesel is now on streaming. <laughs> All um, right, sick. I know what I'm doing tonight. Clearly streaming Bloodshot yeah. because because uh, can I, can I cut you off? I've well, I've already streamed Sonic, so I know that's on the list. Yes, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog is definitely on there. Um, Trolls World Tour. Seeing it. Trolls movie is not is, is going to go right to streaming, not a okay. uh, theatrical release. And then we got uh, the way back. The ben okay, the Aflac fucking yeah, all right. And and and, 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 and the lack of sports, you can watch Aflac fucking pretend to be a coach. Yeah, it... yeah, it was the role he was born for. <laughs> uh, Mulan, unconfirmed, but they're uh, they're saying they might just put it on Disney Plus instead of uh, putting the theaters. Okay, that one was like. Back. Um, there's also, there's kind of another thing that's going to talk about streaming is, uh, HBO is, uh, letting people watch this certain series and, um, movies for free. And some of the series that HBO is letting people just watch for free, if you don't have a subscription, is like The Wire, Sopranos, Opera. Oh, great move. Yeah. Great move. So you're able to watch those Beyond a Free Child? They're just... Nothing else. And that's not even with like a free trial or anything. That's just a it's not uh, a free trial. Like, okay, sick. That's a great way. I mean, in this in this climate, you know, as well, just a nice gesture of good faith, but as well a good business move to you know expose people to those great shows as everybody's at home streaming. You know, correct. Un- uh, unlike um, South by Southwest, some good publicity for them. And I guess also another thing pointing out is just like with Broadway going dark, there's a lot of Broadway shows that are streaming right now. <laughs> all right, all right. That you can watch online. Look, it's not my thing, but if I can <laughs> Spider-Man into the dark, I'm fucking in, baby. Yeah, no, I mean, Broadway is... Uh... Is the kind of thing that is very much a live experience. I know that they do have popular productions, you know, film versions, or uh, you know that that is a thing that happens when shows go really big sometimes. But that's really you know. Yeah, but you have to pay for them. Broadway is now just like broadcasting shows. I guess this is kind of go into like our band streaming stuff. But Broadway is playing shows for free. Yeah. No. No. Great. That's. If you're a Broadway fan, it's definitely get your fix, and it's definitely a great thing that Broadway's doing, and uh, and all. But I feel that's one that you're really going to be, you know, you're really going at half steam when you're streaming Broadway. You know, like you really got to <laughs> be there watching certain, them belt those tunes out. You know? 
<laughs> the tapping, the tapping on the floor just ain't the same. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear my tapping that I was doing, but so those are some good strums. I got a good list. I know you could tap in those crocs. <laughs> the uh, yeah, I'm officially in the croc closet, by the way, right now. But the uh, I got a good list of some movies that have been uh, pushed back. Devin covered the streaming. I got some movies, however, that have been uh, the official releases have been delayed. All right, and in some cases. It's like recent, uh, uh, you know, upcoming movies. In other cases, it's kind of like a trickle down that has happened where I guess maybe we'll start with the uh, uh, Marvel series. All right. As I guess like the uh, most upcoming Marvel release was set to be Black Widow in May. Okay, they are officially pushed that release back to the first week of November. Okay. And then. uh, I'll say this. I'll jell on this. There's also rumors that Disney Plus might put that one out, too. Okay, interesting. It hasn't been confirmed, but there is rumors that yes. Disney Plus might throw uh, Black Widow Very interesting. It. I mean, that could definitely be maybe up to how long the situation is kind of goes, you know, across America. Correct. Or if, like, you know, over the next month, large portions of America are still in some shutdown situation that might uh, encourage Disney to do so. However, they announced... So that was the same thing with um, Mulan, that, like, Mulan is getting talked about, like, getting put on Disney Plus, the live-action remake. Okay. Instead of uh, waiting for theaters. Okay, nice, nice. But uh, so I guess in other Marvel, though, so Black Widow, right, as of now, scheduled for uh, early November. The Eternals, which was their kind of prequel story or whatever, which was currently set to come out uh, uh, in November, has been pushed back to February of uh, 2021 okay and then other movies even further than that like doctor strange which was set to come out in uh, may of 21 has been pushed back to november of 21 and thor which was november of 21 has been pushed back to february of 22 and i presume on and on with like their production so really there's a huge trickle down effect going on with the marvel you know the marvel movies there's a lot of kickbacks in there. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess... Uh, well, just uh, because... What's up? Just those movies are so intertwined that if you move one thing, you know, if you've seen a Marvel movie, you know that they all connect. If you yeah. move one thing, you really have to move everything for sure and as well there's huge promotional vehicles that go behind these mm-hmm. things they got to sell some happy meals you want equal number of happy <laughs> meals for thor and uh, but those are my two faves though doctor strange and thor so i'm fucked until 2022 i mean my life is uh is on hold for the next fucking two years however i will have some other hilarious ones that have been pushed back where uh uh well i guess another more recent one but as of now quiet place 2 for example has been pushed back to like a september release all right Mm -hmm. so that one's kind of coming up in the immediacy uh 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 like uh over this summer a couple one couple of uh huge releases for the upcoming summer that have been pushed back however as ghostbusters pushed back from july of 2020 to march of 2021 as well as top gun maverick Moved from June of 2020 to December of 2020. So they're going uh, hey, from, from a big summer uh, release to a Christmas release. What about uh, Fast and the Furious? <laughs> Fast and the Furious, not, what are they, 10 or 9? 
I think Fast and Furious got a pushback. Okay, all right. Fast and Furious. Indiana Jones as well has had an official pushback. So, uh, uh, dude, uh, Indiana Jones will be dead. <laughs> that's a great call, honestly, dude. They better, they better, uh, that's a, that's an early prediction that Indy 5, which right now is scheduled for the release of summer 2022, very easily released posthumous for Harrison Ford. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> no way Harrison Ford makes it two and a half years. Fucking uh, Harrison Ford. <laughs> Making it the biggest indie ever, by the way. If that's a posthumous indie five in 2022. <laughs> so. A little R.I.P. news, maybe. Yeah. Some early R.I.P. news. But so all of those are like, you know, productions completed, releases delayed however another big trickle down uh, ramification is going to be the like uh, a delayed production of upcoming movies oh for sure for sure there's also i'll throw out there uh it's kind of in tv delay news um i'm a big walking dead i'm one of the few people that stick with the walking dead <laughs> and this coming sunday was supposed to be the season finale and is pushed back indefinitely because I guess they weren't done filming everything. Okay, wow. So they so were in, like, they're, they're they're right, in well, South Park style, season. fucking cramming them out week to week. But they have like kind of like Marvel. They have like three other shows that kind of tie in with the plot of Walking Dead that are still greenlit to go because they've already done filming. Okay, I see. Like, man, how are we gonna do this? Yeah, yeah. But you know. uh, uh you know, Walking Dead's one of the big ones, uh, uh, but really a lot of, like, the big production companies, like Netflix, has shut down all their productions, so, like, Stranger Things is gonna be uh-huh. delayed, the release, other big yeah, ones, like... Yeah, gonna be, like, 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's a great call. I didn't even think about that. But they're already they're on very thin ice with little. getting this shit out anyway. But, uh, like, uh, Handmaid's Tale, which has become a big one, a huge uh, smash show is delayed. Secession and Barry for HBO both delayed. The new Amazon Lord of the Rings series was delayed. Yeah, Amazon. Yep, as well as uh, Marvel. Disney Plus was going to have three new uh, television series, Mandalorian style from Marvel. But those, the Winter Soldier and Falcon show, as well as, um, I forget the other two, but uh, those shows all delayed. Um, yeah, I really need to uh, cancel my Disney Plus. Uh, <laughs> <membership>. <laughs> Big shout out to Netta. I got that shit it was for like Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Vision, Wanda. Well, and, well, now you got Loki Onward and, and the Troll series, bro. So uh, enjoy Frozen but Two don't worry, where you I can. Have onward. Exactly. But big shout out, by the way, to Netta, Viking Warrior Princess, for giving me my free Disney Plus account. All right. I don't know if you're. I don't don't know if the government will shut us down for that, but uh, uh, I'm one of of her six. I'm one of her top six. As dare I say, very raw of her. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, as well, some other – those were some of the big TV uh, productions delayed, some of the other big movies that were – you know, uh, the production whole process is going to be thrown off. But uh, I guess there was a whole slew of Avatar sequels that were going to be filmed at once and then released as a trilogy that are all delayed. Uh, uh, The upcoming Matrix – 
Matrix 4? Yeah, man. Keanu Reeves. Keanu yeah. Reeves for coming back for that. I know, dude. Uh, uh, so that's delay. As well as the, uh, I, I guess, in the opposite fashion of us being pumped for Matrix 4, but the Jurassic Park series that won't fucking end is was set to make a new one. Um, uh, a new Guillermo del Toro movie was in production. Uh, the Rock and Sly Stallone both had movies in production. Oh, uh, Home Alone and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot, both with pre-production. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> so a new Home Alone. Lord only knows what Mac is up to in that one, but... Forget the whole load. Honey, I shrunk the kids, baby. <laughs> I know. That one, unfortunately, they're going to be able... That's going to be such a forgotten... Nobody's going to even remember who the fuck Rick Moranis even was by the time this one comes <laughs> out. So that's not... It wasn't the cultural phenomenon as... Uh, but honestly, dude, for me and you, who, like we always talk about, same age from the 90s, Home Alone, potentially biggest movie of the 90s. Like, no joke. Oh, dude. Home Alone, <laughs> I still watch every year. Oh, Christmas classic, no doubt, but... The, uh, as well, I guess, another kind you know, of interesting... The movie is that, like, I've been, like, counting the days off to see. I know, Maverick, you've had the costume, the Halloween costume, the last three years. I mean... <laughs> yeah, for the last five years. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and again, like we said, that's kind of all just for now. And, like, Netflix, you know, and Hulu and some of these other ones have, like, totally halted all production. And for these other streaming, like, these streaming services like that... That kind of independent production is like a small piece and like a relatively new piece of what they do. Maybe that's going to be something that they, you know what I mean, a business that they kind of get out of a little bit more and focus back into just like buying other production company works, which is kind of originally what they started off of, you know, like in the whole IO and XOXO era of Netflix where they were all hunk of shit movies. Maybe they just do that because it's more cost effective than, you know, uh, their yeah. own whole production thing so we'll see there'll be big changes though i feel ram like you know long-term trickle down ramifications that go down because of this yeah so. and like i said man this is a very special episode of like the podcast where this, the ramifications of this virus is everywhere that's true and it's ongoing as well like this is being recorded yeah, like as me and Devin are talking time, for sure so me and Devin are recording this like the first week of april all right, uh, uh, April eighth, I guess to be exact. But so I mean, literally by tomorrow, there, you know what I mean. There could be a huge tune for the worse in the country, or a big turn for the better, hopefully sooner than later. But it's a very developing story, so who knows with these productions? They might, you know, the, the it really is. The delays are all like uh, to be determined and whatnot. So I guess it's something like this, you know, like all these things canceling and like going away. You would really wonder, like what Liam and I are doing to keep ourselves entertained besides giving this podcast for you guys. How are we handling our quarantine? Which I think would give us a uh, closer look of what are we doing during our quarantine. Davi, cue the music. Closer look, closer look, closer look. Break out the telescope. Then the microscope. All of your other scopes. It's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close. Take a closer look. Closer look. Closer look. Closer look. Closer look. That's one of the new cuts you were talking about. One of the uh, hot off the presses for Davi. (laughs) (laughs) His lead single off the new album. Closer look. 
Closer <laughs> Look Remix. It's a Closer Look to the Admission. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess for this Closer Look, we're going to kind of just, uh, you know, how things are weird right now. Like we've been talking about it, old COVID, uh, 420 is happening. And we're just going to talk about how we've been quarantining, what we're doing to entertain ourselves. Yes. You know, you guys have been entertaining yourselves. Because that's one what of those things, like we like, were saying, it's an interesting part about this whole scenario, but literally everyone in the world stuck in quarantine. How are we dealing with it? For sure, for sure. And I guess there's just been a, uh, you know, all sorts of different entertainment out there. I mean, we were talking about, you know, before we got into this, all the things that have been canceled and whatnot, but a lot of people have been doing a lot of things. To me, I watched something, it was, uh, I believe it was last Saturday, and it was interactive because um, me and you kind of watched together for a little bit. We were uh... for sure, for sure. Well, <laughs> you were busy watching uh, something else, and then you came in towards the end, yeah. which we'll get into. But I was watching this uh, comedy gives back stream, which streamed on uh, Comedy Central's YouTube channel. It streamed on Twitch, and it was a charity that uh, it was a charity that gave <laughs> for the back most sympathetic of causes comedy. at a time like this. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a charity that gave back to comics that aren't working, and uh, not the famous ones, but the actual boring yeah. real comics that are out there. I mean, yes, He's like living goes on this. I'm sorry, it was a real interesting thing because it was a fucking mess. <laughs> just because, like, kind of like what Liam and I are doing right now, just like not being able to record together or do our show, but. They were doing a lot of things on uh, Twitch and other video yeah. FaceTime kind of things. Kind of late night TV all... fashion. It was all via uh, web conferencing services and whatnot, chat and different FaceTimes and stuff. Exactly. And much like me and Liam, they had no idea what they were doing. The second <laughs> something went wrong or somebody lost. Especially Tom Papa like... and Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> But it was every comic underneath the sun that was a part of it. Well, I mean, first of all, it lasted, you said, close to seven hours, all in all. Yeah. <laughs> and then how did it work? For so it'd sure. be like, I mean, it was like rotating hosts would kind of... It started at 7 o'clock our time, uh, 4 o'clock California time. But it, I mean, 7 o'clock our time, Eastern Standard Time, it started. And as of two thirty in the morning, I was <laughs> wow. watching it, falling wow. asleep. <laughs> like they ran through different hosts. I believe it started with Howie Mandel, the Insider. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a big I told you so from Howie Mandel. But it really went. It went like the hosts were like Howie Mandel, uh, Bob Saget, I think Whitney Cummings, uh, Tom Papa, Tony Wood, and then it ended with Pat Oswalt. Was just the host. But every comic and like podcast under the sun were a part of this. Yeah, then it was there like was those those guys would host for like an hour each, and then it was pretty much everybody would get like ten minutes, and they would just kind of go to uh, throw to different you know comics or podcasts for ten minutes. They'd throw back to Bob Saget. Bob Saget would throw back to you know whoever else, Sandler to uh, Bill Burr to Seinfeld, all sorts of Correct. big names. And every comic would do something different, and it was very funny. Some comics would do, like, bits. Some comics would do an actual stand-up. Some comics would just do their podcast. Uh, some people were just doing interviews. It was a very funny thing. I mean, they had everybody from, like, Sandler to John Cleese 
Yeah. Sandler literally just treated everybody. it like it was a Tonight Show interview. He's like, well, you know, I'm just, I'm doing good. I'm watching TV with my kids. Uh, I don't. He had nothing prepared or whatsoever. Like, uh, how about you guys? Yeah, guess, uh, what are you, what yeah, are you guys right. up to? The bigger comics had nothing prepared. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, sure, I'll talk to Whitney coming for 10 minutes. And then literally he pulled, Sandler literally pulled at the end of the day. He's like, all right, well, anyway, thank you very much, Whitney. It's been a lot of fun chatting with you. And just yeah. fucking. Well, you speaking. Uh, even speaking of Sandler, uh, Burt Kreischer asked him. He was like, "What was uh, what was one of your favorite movie things to work on?" And Sandler just gave the most Sandler answer. He's like, "I'm not saying that. Just play. Come on, you're better. <laughs> you're better than that, buddy." <laughs> but uh, so like I didn't. Burr was hilarious on it. Uh, of course, I give a shout out to the How Does Get Made crew. One of my favorite uh, podcasts out there. Yes, obviously the Geek Up Boys. <laughs> The, uh, but it was a uh, really. I, I tuned in for an hour. Like, I really was, saw. Uh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? If it was any other time in the world, there's no way I would have watched all <laughs> nine and a half hours. Of this yeah. Dude, but I was like, in a I WrestleMania have, no. fashion, since this is all we got, this is what I'll watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I I only I watched guess. for a little bit for one host, and it was literally. You said it was a lot of this, but what I like, what I immediately tuned into was five minutes. There was like, all right, the next host up, Tom Papa, who I love. Tom Papa is a co- comic genius, and then he was going to bring on his first person was. Jim Gavkin, but first of all, Papa totally bombed with his like actual time because he was just talking like straight up panic about. about he's like, man, this is really fucked up shit, isn't it? Jesus Christ! Like, thank God we're doing something anyway. But this is fucking nuts, folks. Like, I live in New York. This is scary shit. So anyway, I'm gonna bring up Gaffigan, and then it was just five minutes of him like uh, uh, dealing with technical difficulties, where it was just the camera on Gaffigan and uh, Papa's faces as they were going. Can you hear me? Oh, jeez. You can't hear me? <laughs> yeah. For, like, literally five minutes. <laughs> to the point where it was almost well, such a shit show even, that it was uh, hilarious. That's what I was even telling you before you jumped on. That's why so you I told like, me to watch. You you're watch, like, this watch is this. such a shit show. You must watch. It's a shit show. And then when you jumped on, you're like, this is a shit show. And I was like, well, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> My point exactly. I guess but speaking of honest, shit show, the well... Reason you were- yeah, speaking of shit show. The show, though, <laughs> is because you were uh, balls into the uh, graveyard wrestling match of WrestleMania. <laughs> Absolutely. When the when the when the when the boneyard match was over, I tuned into Laugh Aid. But this was a very special, epic two nights of WrestleMania. <laughs> right. So no crowd, but two nights. So I did, like Devin said, just with, with nothing else on in the world, I tuned in. However, I made it a very special weekend since I signed up for the free streaming service. So I've watched about 10 WrestleManias in addition to I watched, uh, <laughs> and as well I watched the movie The Wrestler to kick the weekend off. So that was kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, the actual movie, The Wrestler, which was actually great. Great movie. Yeah, for sure. I remembered it being. I saw it in the theaters, like when it came out years ago, and then haven't seen it since. Held up, just as. And I really love. Uh, I for, I didn't realize that that was it, like an uh, Aronofsky guy or whatever the fucking. But his last mm-hmm. looking at his resume. Yeah, like, yes, I loved Mother, and then the last one. Like I didn't realize what a fan of his work I was because I forgot the wrestler was part of it, but. Uh, so that was a solid movie. So I did that to kick off WrestleMania weekend. Then as well, I would highly recommend HBO has an Andre the uh, Andre the Giant documentary, and uh, ESPN mm-hmm. has Thirty for Thirty, The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. 
Uh, so you get some wrestling docs, amazing stories of uh, of alcoholic shenanigans from Andre the Giant and Ric Flair. So like literally just epic drinking. It was it was like uh, the dirt with fucking professional wrestling with those two guys. So it was a full on re- WrestleMania weekend for me though. It uh, sounds like a match made in heaven. <laughs> I know, seriously. Best quarantine. WrestleMania is nonstop. But I would say another big thing that we've talked about in this show, another uh, big... What I predicted the series finale is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay, yes. Uh, now the I'm... big uh, finale. Okay, absolutely. Episode and... 100. Episode, Episode 100. 100. And, uh, you actually had, let's just real quick, you had a pretty big prediction. Uh, I think in our last, like, actual geeked up episode, not Netflix or chat, Netflix or chat or whatever, but like, our last geeked up when we were doing the uh, preview of the series, you had a great call that it was gonna end, the the whole series was gonna end with the season finale this episode, the 100th episode, Larry going to jail, and kind of a nod to Seinfeld. That was your prediction. That was my prediction, just like Seinfeld. Yep. And with them going to jail. Which is a great call. I thought it would be a good place to stop. I'll tell you what. I mean, I guess we'll give the Bradley Cooper spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but towards the end, I thought I nailed it. I well, like, dude, I thought you nailed it from the beginning. From episode one, when it started off. I was like, holy shit. This oh, is yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah. And then that wasn't but as big of a the, theme. Uh, coffee shops burning down. Exactly. And they were like, this looks like. It was intentionally your fault. I was like, here we go, baby. Yep. And then they would have set up all of the other, like, character witness kind of stuff throughout that ye- throughout the series, you know, throughout the uh, season, rather, with the uh, secretary coming back and the lawsuit from before and, like, all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. That very easily could have put him in the clink and uh, a great call. But all in all, what did you feel about the, uh, about the season? No, it was uh, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> that was a layup there. I loved it. The only thing, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you my biggest complaint about it, and I get why they did it. My biggest complaint is just replacing Funkhauser with Vince Vaughn. Okay. Yeah, I thought and that was actually not bad. I mean, I, I thought that it was good to I mean, uh, bring some new it. blood, and I feel like Vaughn kind of pulled off, like, the kibitzing, you know, uh, cousin. Like, you could see him being, like, a neurotic. He was pulling off the neurotic mm-hmm. asshole that would hang out with that crew. It just felt like they needed a reason for Larry to say Funkhauser. Because it just was a fun thing to hear him say. Can I Funkhauser? <laughs> yeah, that's true. The, uh, I mean, the, the I'd say probably highlight of the whole series uh, season came at the last episode with the uh, youngest Funkhauser, I felt. It was probably the funniest storyline and his huge cock oh, implant. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, uh, all in all, though, I do kind of feel that they've really stretched themselves out over these hundred episodes, and I really feel it's starting to come across a little formulaic. You just know that things are going to come back with the big thing at the end, and there's, you know, a lot of the characters have, like, I don't want to say run their course, but, you know... I uh, I didn't love it. I thought that there was a lot of like super funny things and uh, uh, moments of the show, but I kind of left most episodes thinking that they were like more close to being funny than like actually funny. So that, but I think unarguably hilarious is John Hamm being Larry David. David. Oh yes, like mm-hmm. the uh, the character when he was uh, studying oh, his yeah. role. He's playing a Larry David <laughs> quote unquote. I'm not funny right now, so you can't see me doing quote fingers. But 
kids doing the playing a quote unquote Larry David character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite one of the best. And by the end of it, he was just straight up at Larry Jerry being a Larry David. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a couple it of was good. Probably per- Larry Joe. Huh? It was Nerds in the Coffee. I'm sorry, bro. You and, were just uh, fading Even up. their whole uh, bathroom break, or I forget what it was called, whole business. Okay, yeah the uh, the relief the relief business where they were somebody, to yeah, offer yeah. somebody the the break the the yeah when uh, yeah. when Leon when Leon no call no showed I guess was <laughs> yeah he just quit ah I already quit that shit and Jeff wouldn't go with the sweatpants <laughs> it's very funny I think yeah. Jeff too man because I joke around about how like I also watch the Goldbergs every now and then on ABC wow and Jeff is the dad on the Goldbergs yeah yeah. But he plays such a different character that I sometimes forget that he's even that wow. same guy. Like, what does he play? What's his character on the Goldbergers like? He's just—he's the dad. He's just like the typical sitcom dad. Okay, I see, I see. All right, all right. And like without a—he's not a sleazy him, friend of a totally different character. <laughs> Yeah, but as well, what I've been enjoying uh, uh, in this post Curb Your Enthusiasm HBO world. But have you been watching uh, uh, Plot Against America, the latest from like the Wire guys, the writers, David Simon? Yeah, David Simon again, uh, knocking it out of the box, huh? Yeah, really, really solid. I've watched the first like half of it so far. I think I'm an episode uh, episode or two behind, but it's like a World War Two uh, era. Uh, you know, uh, Saga, really, you know, it's a, a local Jersey story as well. So uh, my peeps out in Newark in the 1940s. But uh, really good. I guess it's as well a uh, interpretation well, you know, of a famous book. You know, every yeah, it's based on a famous book, a Philip K. Roth book. Really not much of a reader, bro. And, uh, <laughs> 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 the Philip K. Roth book. But the thing is, too, that all the people are real. It's not like a... It's not that crazy of an idea of how this might have happened, but I myself also watched the first episode of it, and I was like, I'll give it a try, and like when it was over, I was like, oh, dude, I want more. I wish I hadn't watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, David no, for sure. Because the acting in this is amazing. It's a, it's a rare opportunity. If I go on a rant here, but it's a rare opportunity when you find children actors that are really, really good, and all the kids in the series are just really good in it, dude. Yeah, like they all just true. play it. You never feel like you're watching something fake. The worst part to me, if I hate to be a hater, but why don't a writer? It just might not be to me. This might go in my Kathy Bates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're putting it in the Kathy Bates like, category. I'm putting my a writer, and it's almost like a Family Guy joke where it's just like. She's just kind of just like, I don't see her as a 1940s. She's like, oh, for sure, Hitler. This is a totally <laughs> bummer of a time. I know. Like, I don't know. I don't. What I don't understand is uh, Totoro's accent. I don't know if this like uh, gets gets covered later on in the thing, but he's supposed to be like from Jersey. Well, he's he's talking like he's deep south, south Bayou. Yeah, he's from the South, though. He has a thing where he's from the South. Okay, I see. But I, see. I think at this point, Totoro is such a big of an actor where he doesn't accept roles. You have to imagine he's offer only, that he doesn't accept roles. He's like, unless I can do a voice. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He's in the, <laughs> like, from, from the Sandler school Jesus, of, uh, uh, I'm doing a wacky voice on this fucking role, whether you want me to. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it doesn't require one. I'm going. <laughs> Too bad. I've already made it. 
<laughs> but Tiger I guess I've got another. Uh, let me throw another big HBO one at you that I've watched. Did you catch uh, McMillions? But I banged oh, with a whole documentary we- uh, a miniseries there about the rigged uh, McDonald's Monopoly game. I'm fucking uh, starting a class action suit for all the coin I dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I used to uh, work at McDonald's during this. In Florida, I guess, as well, didn't you? Yeah, in Florida. In Florida. <laughs> Not Jacksonville, but I was in Florida looking at uh, one of my favorite characters called it Mike Johnson. Mike McDonald's. <laughs> I was working at McDonald's. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was uh, started off real strong, and then I felt, you know, uh, if, if if you're a loyal McDonald's Monopoly guy, then you might as well watch it out just to see what happened to your money. Although, other than that, it kind of, uh, kind of, you know, was a little bit too focused around all the saps that had been wronged, as opposed to like the hilarious Guidos that wronged them. I don't know, man. And the things are hilarious. To me, though, like, honestly, the craziest thing, though, is that, like, nobody actually legitimately won. That, like, every person that won the million <laughs> yeah. dollars was a part of the scam. There was yeah, not yeah. one legitimate winner. No, it was, like, anything over, like, 25 grand in prizes was just straight up stolen by this one dude and yeah. sold and to, the, to the mob. If it wasn't for that French fry dude wearing an FBI agent, Never would have, like, taken off. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. That guy was so desperate to be the star of a web series, by the way. Like, what was he, the executive producer? Dude, he was so desperate for camera time. Like, he was so happy that he finally got to tell that story. Yeah, that guy is the best. Yeah, he was great. He was great. But he was fucking... Like, unarguably the best. <laughs> I guess, um, there's other shows, though, on that are not, uh, HBO, but, like, Better Call Saul has been, like, so I've been watching Better Call Saul... Okay. Oh, I guess no. I'm sorry. But even before I get to Better Call Saul. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sorry. I haven't been watching perfect, that. I've. <laughs> here's a perfect quarantine story: is uh, Westworld came back on on uh, HBO. Okay. Uh, season three sure now. They're like, like three or four episodes in now. But what I did because I knew I had all this time is the last two seasons were so confusing. Yes. I was like, should I just rewatch the whole series again? And I have. <laughs> Great quarantine move. You told me about this. A show totally worth a rewatch because, like you said, so confusing. As well, one of those, once you know what's coming, you're watching it in such different light that I watched the first season two, uh, two times each, just like going through that week, partly because I didn't know what the fuck was going on, so I needed a, uh, a second one. Oh, dude. But uh, I can only imagine, like knowing what you know, what ha- like how it ultimately ends. Watching it again, you know, that show's so confusing that when I like I remembered some things, but rewatching the season two finale, I was like, dude, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't even make God it to I season did, two. Like... I thoroughly enjoyed season one, but I didn't feel my brain was ready to conquer season two at that point. You know. It was season like, one is uh, having rewatched the whole series again. Uh, season one is easily just like so much fun. Dude. Yeah, th- and I was to told that for, season for two wasn't worth the sp- a day. Huh? No way. Well, that's the price to go to Westworld. It's forty thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's worth every penny to uh, rape and murder some <laughs> old Westie prostitutes. If you're Ed Harris. <laughs> 
I guess I've but, been doing uh, a very great quarantine thing, and I guess I got to give a big shout out to my main man Devin Barnes for this one. But uh, I don't know. Have you ever heard of one of these Roku's? <laughs> <laughs> as devin's been for years trying to convince me to buy a roku and i've been i've just been poo-pooing it as like one of these crazy barnes technology things you know with these uh, uh i would geeks. tell you how easy it is <laughs> i know dude bought it for 40 bucks instantly the biggest game changer like it's literally started to like i'm re-questioning every decision i've ever made i'm like fuck maybe i should do Whoa. yoga like this this thing is amazing i've been wrong on everything <laughs> it's fucking but literally another great COVID story, though, is you had to wait outside like it was a goddamn chop shop. Right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, like it was a hood bodega. I had to fucking order from outside. No, nah, man, I want a black. I want a black Roku. But yeah, no, you literally like waited up front and told them what you wanted, and then they went in the back. So it was, uh, it was literally like the like hours before the lock-in. Literally, as before the show, I was like, everything's gonna be shut down tomorrow. I don't need groceries or anything. I'm gonna finally buy one of these Rokus so I can stream. Uh, Endless amounts, and it's been totally worth it, dude. Just with all of the streaming capability, just such a uh, such an easy package for you, right there. It's really been amazing. But in classic uh, uh, Liam fashion, I like I, I spent the first week just watching Seinfeld reruns on Hulu, <laughs> you know, and just oh, dipping, nice, nice, nice. yeah, just dipping right into like the stuff that I was most familiar with. But uh, so I did oh, watch. Don't a worry. Lot of... I've been watching uh, ER reruns. Oh, nice! That's another Hulu one, isn't it? Uh, fifteen seasons. It's on Hulu, baby. Yeah, fifteen seasons and twenty-four episodes per season. Wow. Uh, I remember as we now we all remember I owned ER Scrubs as a kid, so I'm a huge fan of ER. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 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 but I haven't given it a watch in a while. That's a great quarantine deep dive. Oh, dude, yeah. I was and doing. No uh, I did Seinfeld for a while, and then from there, however, I moved on to some of the uh, sitcom classics that me and you have kind of talked about. We're '90s kids and haven't necessarily done all of like the '80s great stuff, so I never really watched taxi before okay same thing with cheers hadn't really ever like given those shows their fair run however have like watched a shit bunch of cheers and taxi over the last couple weeks mm-hmm. both hilarious all right devito and taxi nice. like all-time character as the curmudgeonly dispatch guy kaufman is hilarious even tony danza super funny uh, as well cheers you might have to uh you might have to actually watch uh, Animal House now. <laughs> I know, seriously. I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. All right, uh, the <laughs> Cheers is one thing, but but uh, uh, I'll watch um I'll watch an inside uh, futile and stupid gesture, but I'm not watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, so I've been doing those kind of you know uh, uh, goofy ones, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. A lot of stuff to rewatch. That's what we've been doing. I guess one of the things we should talk about, because this is kind of, uh, dare I say, in the terms of a podcast, segue us to do our next thing, but we've both been watching Tiger King, too. I yes. guess it would be the obvious... Uh, I guess conspicuous by its absence in our list right now, in our show so far. <laughs> and uh, I guess to kind of say it like this, we've come back here, we wanted to give you guys a really good show to... Uh, you know, just so we all have something to do, something to listen to. We've missed you guys. You yeah. Know? Welcome everybody but, uh, back to the geek world. You know, 
Say what's up to, well, say what's up watching, to everybody. Much like all of you guys have watched Tiger King, and you know that we have a sister podcast out there called Netflix and Chat. Yeah, we really lucked out with this one here, folks. We've uh... But uh, this Friday, we're going to do uh, a real special thing for you guys. It's something we're going to try and start doing more often. Is this Friday, we're going to put out a Netflix and Chat, Tiger King podcast, our t- Netflix and Chat review, along with afterward, do a Zoom video chat with all of you guys who ever want to be a part of it yes an interactive zoom room with the geeked up listening public all right everybody's welcome to come i guess we'll post the uh, password and code and stuff on our facebook uh on friday okay and that'll exactly. be the, that'll be friday april 9th as on... well because i'm sure this is going to be listened the... to for years for years down the road but the uh, this show's going to i'm sorry good no, no, go on. We're, uh, we're going to put the password and code out on Friday. And if you guys don't uh, don't follow us on Facebook, email us for the code if you're just listening to this at the geekeduppodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And we'll send you the code so you can jump in with us. That's, That's the, the Geeked Up Podcast. Got to put that the in there at gmail.com. All right, or check the Facebook, of course, Geeked Up Podcast. And uh, uh, like I said, that uh, the Zoom room will be happening at uh, 10 o'clock sharp on uh, Friday night, April 10th. And we're hopefully going to be doing it as a weekly thing. And I guess these uh, uh, Zoom rooms only last for like 30, 40 minutes. All right, so we're... That's uh, correct. So we got to be pretty sharp off, with this, all right? So it's going to start. We're going to be releasing the Netflix and, t- uh, and chat Tiger King episode before that on Friday. And then you listen to the episode. You've already watched the series because uh, uh, because it's the biggest craze in America. And then uh, you listen to the podcast and then you join the Zoom room and have an interactive geeked up Friday evening for yourselves. That's right, but we're just uh, like Liam said. We're going to be doing this. Uh, we're going to try to be doing this every Friday. We have different categories for it, but it's just be nice to see the geek nation out there. You know, we can't go out and hang out together. It'd be nice to see faces and everything. Yes, to see you guys. Have you guys finally seen? If us? Tom Papa and Jim Gaffigan can fuck this up, so can we. God damn yeah. it! All right. <laughs> God damn it! We can do it, but. We're going to be giving you guys more episodes here, more Netflix and chat, more detail podcasts. Yes. With nothing else to do but, uh, in the world, uh, we're going to get geeked up. For sure. But I guess that would be this episode. Liam, you got any uh, closing uh, statements? <laughs> no, I guess just everybody stay happy and healthy out there, and thank you so much. For spending any of your quarantine time hanging out with the Geeked Up Boys. We really super, super appreciate it. 100%. I like, I like Liam said. You guys, you all stay healthy. Anyway, I stole the thunder on the healthy and happy. You really got nothing else to say. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> well, I'll change it on this one. I know you're not working tomorrow, so go ahead and get geeked up. <laughs> Woo, baby. Woo, baby. <laughs> What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo!